Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented, as always, by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky in Alberta, locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. My name is Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with me here as well, 1-833-401-1440. If you want to jump into the conversation as we're talking all things fantasy sports here on the program today, and coming up in about 20 minutes, give or take, our fantasy wizards will be Miles Simmons of Pro Football Talk. Uh, they do great work down there. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the guys who have struggled so far this year. Should we be concerned? Some of the guys that have performed very well, can they keep it up? And we'll look ahead to the double Monday night games tonight. Uh, I don't know if I'm a fan of the double Monday nighters especially when they are only an hour apart. If you're going to do two Monday night football games, maybe let's spread them out three hours. So, you know, we can, we can watch them both and not have to have two TV setups. If you have the double TV setup, you're laughing for this one. But uh, personally myself, I, I think one game would be enough. You got the saints and Panthers at five fifteen, And then at six fifteen, the Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll be down at the Canadian Brew House in Spruce Grove for that one. If you want to drop by, maybe I'll buy you a pop or two. You'll have a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas or the home opener of your choice next season out at the Canadian Brew House. You can go to any location, but you can also make the trip out to Spruce Grove where the gas is cheaper. I know I'm going to be filling up at gas. I'm going to stop into a local cookie shop out there on my way and uh, then watch some great football, have some great food and some great times at the Canadian Brew House. Brandon, good morning how are you doing today how was the weekend great weekend connor um great weekend big elks win on friday um golden uh, bears g bears win beat number three in the country that's uh that's no small feat uh bit of a ho-hum college slate on saturday but the excitement came all in culmination with the the big csu colorado affair yeah um, rocky mountain showdown on saturday night and then an awesome game of NFL or slate of NFL games yesterday tons of one score games uh comebacks overtime couple injuries that I think we'll probably get to here very shortly uh might have some impact long term but yeah couldn't couldn't really ask for a better weekend yeah it, it was uh it was a very good weekend sports wise you talk about the Colorado Colorado State game on Saturday night I think a lot of people thought man the buffs are going to run away with this one after you motivate them the way they did and give credit to the Rams they hung in tight there some might say they probably should have won that game. Uh, I heard Deion Sanders said Travis Hunter's out going to be out for three weeks, which is a tough one. A little bit of a cheap shot that he took in that game, but the Buffs found a way to get it done, remain undefeated, taking on Oregon, and then they got USC. We'll see how long the undefeated streak goes for Coach Prime and his team. But yes, in the NFL, uh, you touched on the injuries a little bit there. Saquon Barkley owners probably a little bit nervous going forward. Uh, I think... I think we got to start off this show by admitting our errors from last week. And I'll start off here, Declan, or not Declan, Brandon. Uh, I always confuse you two. I shouldn't. I'm old. He's way more handsome than I am, so that's an insult to him. (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but uh, that's for the people to judge. Now, um, the one, the one, I I mean, I I was very high on Joshua Kelly. Uh, I was so high that I, I started him in my own league. Didn't go quite well. I blame Brandon Staley. He's the defensive coordinator mastermind, but I still blame him. And uh, Puka Nakua with the LA Rams. I was like, he did it once. That's not going to carry over. He's got that 49ers defense. I mean, he just went out there and had 15 receptions for 147 yards. 
no touchdowns, but that doesn't matter. If you're in PPR or even half point PPR, you're laughing at Puka Nakua. Will it continue when the team eventually hopefully gets Cooper Cup back? We'll see. But my goodness, uh, what a performance from him. 20 targets. How many other teams are screaming that their top receiver should be getting 20 targets in a game right now? <laughs> but uh, the Rams lose the game. Niners defense uh, wasn't wasn't quite up to what I thought they would be. Uh, but I guess we got to give a little cre- credit to Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. Pretty good coaches and quarterback there. Yeah, the, the, the Rams look like a much uh, feistier team than I think a lot of people would have gave them credit for coming into the season. And, and yeah, like if Cooper Cup's going to be out for till kind of like week five-ish is looking like the rough timetable at this point. Like I, I, I said this last week, Connor, as long as Cooper Cup's not in there, Nakua is, is the target. He's the guy. He gives them something that their other receivers cannot, which is uh, somebody to rely on and lean on, a, a.k.a. a Cooper Cup type player. And uh, I'm going to stick with that. Like, is it now naturally he will have probably a huge come down uh, this next <laughs> weekend here, as I say that. But uh, I, I think just based off of the fact that um, you've seen it for a couple weeks in a row now, you have to go back to him if you uh, if you already have him. And I know a lot of people spent some pretty big fab money on him uh, on the waiver wire last week. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pillman says have to start calling you low tide, can do confusing your producers. Yeah, I'm I'm going to work on that one. It's it's Monday. I'm not quite awake yet. Uh, he also says fantasy football question do i ditch burrow and then in brackets dude sucks the only problem is Pickett is my other option thanks boys i mean i have joe burrow i'm gonna roll out with him i'm gonna keep it going here i just go back to last year his first game of the season two touchdowns four interceptions he wasn't very good at the next game it wasn't great by game three he ended up throwing three touchdown passes 275 yards uh, in a win over the jets and the jets defense pretty solid last year so i i think joe burrow's going to bounce back I don't know what the deal is with the slow start. I don't know if there's added pressure because of the contract, uh, $52.5 million he's making this year or will be making shortly. But I think you got to ride with him, especially if your backup is Kenny Pickett. No offense to the Steelers fans out there. I, I'm not confident enough to start rolling with Kenny Pickett. Maybe we get there at some point in the season, but I think you got to stick with Joe Burrow. Brandon, uh, would you be riding with Pickett? <laughs> Well, I have Kenny Pickett as my QB2 in my Superflex League, Mm -hmm. uh, which I've been told several times is a recipe for disaster. But (laughs) uh, I I don't know. I think Kenny Pickett is is serviceable, and he has weapons down there in Pittsburgh and and two quality running backs to help offset the pass game a little bit. And he is not necessarily a threat with his legs, but he's not afraid to scramble out of situations and, you know, punch touchdowns in too. So I don't think you're going to be going away from Joe Burrow to start Kenny Pickett. I certainly wouldn't be. But if uh, if the if there is maybe a lingering injury that might put Burrow out of the lineup for a week or two, possibly that calf flaring up on him again, I don't think you're you're you know putting your head in your hands having to start Kenny Pickett. I think he should do fine. I I haven't looked ahead to who the Steelers play next week, but tonight against the the Browns, I, I guess we'll see. It should be a good um, good measuring stick for him. Yeah, I mean, the Browns did a very good job on Joe Burrow. Uh, Maybe that's just Joe Burrow's early struggles. Uh, The Steelers, well, next week we get the Sunday Nighter, Raiders and Steelers. So that should be an interesting matchup. Uh, Great uniform matchup for those who care about that sort of thing. Uh, Pillman says, thanks, gentlemen. Pillman, hopefully we guide you in the right direction. (laughs) No, this one, no name. Hey, guys, I had a problem with Chubby Russ last year, and I'm having a hard time getting back with him. I mean, for a fantasy purpose, last game, I guess he had a few big plays. 
I mean, there, there's worse starts than you could make. I, I assume we're talking about Russell Wilson here. I think, he, <laughs> I think he's not. I don't think he's chubby anymore. I think he worked on that one and uh, got that down. But, I mean, he had he had a couple of big plays there. Uh, KM says, I had the number one waiver wire after week one, and I took Hill over Nakua, and I feel like a complete idiot. Hey, this is where we can admit our mistakes. Hey, I, I said Nakua might not be the guy that we think he is after one week. I was cautious about him, especially against that 49ers defense. I was wrong. He torched him. He had a great week. Uh, Jesse says, hey, Connor, I need a new wide receiver in my league. Who would you guys choose from? Oh, my goodness. You have great options in this league. Michael Pittman Jr., Chris Godwin, or Mike Evans? Brandon, I don't know what you think, but I, I love Mike Evans. I think he might be one of the most, like, he's he's a Hall of Fame receiver. He's 1,000 yards every year. And I feel like he still gets left on. Maybe it's because he's down in Tampa or something and Tom Brady's gone. I love Mike Evans, though. What do you think? Yeah, Mike Evans, in terms of just like an actual football player, is the best option on this list. Uh, And I agree, Connor. Tremendously underrated still somehow. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, After what we saw yesterday, depending on the situation moving forward with Anthony Richardson, um, Gardner Minshew sure liked just uh, these kind of short check down plays to Michael Pittman, and he is the is WR one in Indianapolis. And one like Zach Moss improved their run game, but I think they are still going to lean towards uh, or throwing the ball, especially if Minshew is the one under center. Um, if you're in a PPR league, I think Pittman might be the most. Um, uh, that can give you the most upside here, but it's hard to go against Mike Evans because, like, just talent above all else, he is the best receiver of those three names. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it could vary week to week, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think there's a bad option there. Uh, you're in a, uh, I, I'm assuming it's a small league, like eight teams or something, to have those guys available. But even to have them available, uh, that's not too bad. Uh, we've got Jetty down thirty five and a half points. Who do I start, Deshaun Watson or Derek Carr? I mean, I I know where I would lead. I'd probably go Watson personally. What do you think? I know, hey, you're you're a Texans fan. You, you know Watson. What do you think? Is, can he? I mean, Jetty, that's that's a big deficit. But I don't know if I trust Derek Carr. That's that's the big question here because it's not like you need something safe where I think Derek Carr might be the better option. But at the same time, when you need that many points, you're going to need a lot of touchdown passes, um, a lot of yards. And Cleveland is still a run-first offense in almost every situation. Uh, They're going to opt for Nick Chubb to have the ball when it matters most instead of putting it into Sean Watson's hands, at least at this point still. Like, Watson looked okay in week one. Uh, He's probably going to continue to get better, I would hope, uh, after his debut at the Browns last season. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Derek Carr just because of the fact that uh, he's going to throw the ball more than Watson, I think. And against um, probably a worse defense, maybe, in the Panthers versus Panthers, the, yeah. the Steelers. De- I mean, you t- we talked about this last week. We always assume the Ravens' defense is good. I kind of have the same assumption about the Steelers, and, of course, they have <laughs> T.J. Watt. Yeah. But outside of that, is their defense really any good? I don't, I don't even know. I'll see tonight, I guess. But uh, I, I, I'm going to say Derek Carr. Just uh, once again, just because I love opposing everything you say, Connor. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Steelers, you got Minka Fitzpatrick as well, right? They've got a, like a player on every level when it comes to that Steelers defense. So I don't think it's uh, too dangerous to just assume it's a solid group. But we're early on in the season and we'll have to see for sure what happens. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's a tough one. 35 points will be tough to come back from. Uh, I just think Deshaun Watson has that element. He he. <laughs> Prior to taking the year off, he could he could take over and dominate a game. So that's where I go. Now we did not really help your 
answer your question. We probably have you split, but Jetty, that's on you to make that decision. one 401 is the text line. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. I'm Connor Halley. He is Brandon Douglas. Yes, Jetty replies, you guys are good for nothing. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's what we do sometimes. We we share our opinions. Will it help you? Uh, not necessarily. And uh, Jesse replies from the, the question about the receivers. Six-team league. That's why they have those options. That's fantastic. I love that. I think that's always... Always a good time when you you have a player go down and you look at the waiver wire and there's not even a drop off. Like, okay, who has the best matchup? Hey guys, moving forward, should I start Anthony Richardson or Joe Burrow? It's hard to move away from Burrow, but I could use him as trade capital if the drop off isn't too steep. That comes in from Matt. Matt, I'm going to add you to our system right now. Thank you for the text. Um, you know what? You got to wait and see because Anthony Richardson left the game with a concussion. And you just don't know how those are going to linger. Um, but he's, he's almost like that Justin Fields type from past years. The passing game, it's, it's going to come with Anthony Richardson. We've known for a while that he just hasn't played that many football games at a high level, going back to his time at Florida State. But the athleticism that he has as a quarterback is the dream situation. I still lean to Joe Burrow. I mean, this guy is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, although he hasn't started off strong. And Anthony Richardson, he's got to worry about the injuries. But good point about the the draft capital. I mean, you could get a good return for Joe Burrow, but I don't think I make that move yet. Brandon? No, yeah, you're you're on the mark here, uh, Connor, because (laughs) whether Anthony Richardson is healthy right now, like he comes back and plays in week three or not, we've seen the way he plays, and this is something he's going to have to learn is to not be so reckless. It's something Josh Allen has sort of learned and then almost seemed like he's unlearned it a little bit uh, this season. But yeah. like, you, you can't put yourself in situations like that. And it seems like at this point he doesn't have that regard for his own health. Like he is going to keep putting himself in vulnerable spots. So even if he comes back, he's at a constant uh, liability to go out again. So And Joe Burrow is tried and true. He started slow last year. He missed the majority of training camp with his calf injury, still getting up to speed, I think. So I don't think you can go away from Joe Burrow until it is like – 100% true because look back last season with the Russ Wilson situation I'm sure there were tons of people that just kept waiting for the Broncos to turn it around you can't wait forever but Joe Burrow has a good enough track record that even Anthony Richardson if you're talking trade capital uh, I think he's going to have a little bit here moving forward as well if he can keep this up so uh, I think Joe Burrow's the play there for sure uh, this question comes in and I think you have an answer because I, I think I heard it in your update. Uh, it comes from Bud Baker. Hey, Connor, please tell me my first round pick Saquon Barkley is going to be okay. Well, the bad news is they play Thursday against the 49ers. So if the injury is serious or, or you know, you probably would have loved to th- have those extra days for Saquon to rehabilitate. Doesn't look like he's going to get it. But Brandon, uh, you mentioned it. He's going in for an MRI today. That is the plan. I have uh, been checking my phone as often as I can here, of course, while still trying to keep, um, you know, the shows uh, shows running and on track and everything. But I haven't seen any updates yet. Uh, but that was the plan for an MRI. Not ideal. Not ideal. Had that uh, rolled up on on the ankle. Never good to see, especially for a running back. I guess any position in the NFL when that happens, uh, not a good thing. Uh, Lance, the Raider fan, says Pittsburgh going down on Sunday. Uh, we've got Lawrence was a letdown this week. Yeah, you know, he had someone put together a compilation of Trevor Lawrence in the red zone, and there was four passes that could have been touchdowns that were just couldn't keep the feet in. 
two of which were on the same drive. So he could have had three touchdowns. The opportunities were there. I wouldn't get too worried about him. Uh, I actually made the right move starting Burrow over Lawrence this week. And that gives you a, a little look into my quarterback situation in one of my leagues. Uh, but also says drop both those bum quarterbacks. Go Ravens, of course. That referring to Kenny Pickett and Joe Burrow. Uh, no name on this one. As I click it, comes from 403. Thank you for tuning in from down there, wherever it may be. Boys, what do I do about Justin Fields? Brandon, what do you do about Justin Fields? I don't know what to do about the Bears in general. <laughs> I was uh, I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team, but I thought they would be a really competitive team all season. Um, and who knows, maybe if uh, things turn their way, whether it be within division or whatever the case, they could be fighting for a playoff spot at the end. But all the positive progress that this offense looked like they made last year seems to have completely gone out the window. I, I At this point, I don't know if you can be starting fields. Uh, once again, depending on other, option avail- other options available. Um, but I, I, I've bet on the Bears two weeks in a row just to <laughs> cover their, uh, their lines, and uh, they have not. They got embarrassed again by the uh, Buccaneers this time uh, after losing at home to the Packers. Yeah, the Bears are confusing. What to do about Fields? I don't know. I think you like just stash them and like hope things turn around here. But for the time being, like they the offense doesn't look like they know what they're doing or like what their identity is. Yeah, I mean, you go back to game one, one touchdown, had the pick, ran for just under sixty yards. This week, only ran the ball four times for three yards. I mean, I I guess if you are Tampa, that's maybe they execute that cue to a T just make sure you keep him in the pocket don't let him roll out and hurt you with his legs uh but yeah for sure I think Justin Fields right now probably not somebody you want to rely on to win your games we'll see what happens they get the Chiefs on Sunday in Kansas City yeah don't start him at Arrowhead that place is loud it's intimidating I think that might be a tough one but then again hey Justin Fields played at Ohio State. Maybe he's used to the volume. He can go uh, make some plays. Uh, We shall see. Uh, I'll take a break here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Uh, When we come back, we'll be joined by Miles Simmons of Pro Football Talk. Answer all your questions. Keep those texts coming in. 1-833-401-1440. That's coming up next. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you. Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out, wheelhawkbeefjerky.com. If you want to jump into the conversation, if you've got any questions for our next guest, you can always do so in the text line, 1-833-401-1440 as we're talking fantasy sports for the next 38 minutes before a lowdown with low tide will begin. We got the Jason Greger show at two o'clock as well, though. So let's get to our fantasy wizard brought to you by the Canadian brew house. Join the CBH Monday, Thursday and Sunday for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Also a chance to go to the home opener of your choice in the 2024 NFL season. For that, we bring in Miles Simmons, a pro football talk. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Miles A. Simmons. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. Are we still allowed to call it Twitter? I mean, there isn't just X. <laughs> like, I, I always still refer to it as Twitter. You know, mama called him Twitter, I'm going to call him Twitter. But like, I, don't, I don't really know what we're supposed to say publicly anymore, you know? You know what? As long as it's Twitter.com, I think I'm just going to keep calling it Twitter. And then, you know, yeah. when it gets to X.com, it's going to sound, it'll be weird. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going with Twitter, though. I'm going to stick with Twitter. <laughs> 
that's going to sound like something you really shouldn't be advertising on the radio. Yeah, I mean, the icon on my phone already looks a little <laughs> off-putting if someone was unaware. So it's it's it's, it's changing. Well, it's, I'm going to call it Twitter, and we'll, we'll move on from there. Uh, Miles, we do appreciate you hopping on today. Uh, question number one for you. This came in on our text line earlier on. Someone's got a conundrum for the uh, Monday Night Football tonight. They say they're down by 35 points. Who's more likely to get them the win tonight? Is it Derek Carr with the Saints or Deshaun Watson with the Cleveland Browns? That's a good question. I mean, I I would initially say Deshaun Watson, but the problem is you always you don't really know what Deshaun Watson's going to be. I, I would expect that the Browns are going to be able to move the football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You, you got to think about the Steelers and their defense. They're not going to have. Cam Hayward, who is a big, big stalwart in the middle. So that's going to affect their pass rush. Yeah, they are going to still have T.J. Watt, and he's going to be going against a rookie making his first start into Watt Jones on the right side. But I just feel like the way that the Browns are going to be able to move the ball offensively is through the run. But you have Deshaun Watson who's going to be able to make plays with his legs. And so when that comes into play as well, I think that probably Deshaun Watson's going to be able to score you more points. I mean, look, you're down by 35. You need some big points, right? And I think that the Browns-Steelers um, game has a better chance of being a shootout than Panthers-Saints. So that's where I would go. Uh, this one comes in from Callan Red Deer. This is kind of a big picture question. I'm sure a lot of people are asking this one. Uh, you look at Cam Akers and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, any true trade rumor updates that you have heard or maybe potential landing spots that you think would be good fits for those guys? Oh, I don't think that either one of them is going to get traded in the next, let's call it, couple of weeks. I mean, A, I don't think Cam Makers is going to get traded, period, right? That, that, this is a guy who's had an Achilles injury, and even before the Achilles injury, it was kind of like, all right, well, he's okay, but he's not somebody who's going to get you five yards of carry. So from that standpoint, why would any team want to trade for him, right? He already got benched this year for Los Angeles when he got benched last year too. So I don't really know why anybody would trade for him, right? If you're in a fantasy league and you want to pick him up off waivers thinking maybe somebody will claim him and, you know, once he gets cut, because I think that that's more of the, more likely the outcome um, than him getting traded, then fine. But I don't know that that means he's going to go somewhere and make an immediate impact anyway. But when it comes to Jonathan Taylor, he's still going to be out for the next two weeks while at least while he's on the physically unable to perform list after that i mean i can see somebody making a mid-season trade for jonathan taylor because he is an effective running back i think it would behoove him to show that he is as healthy as possible by playing a game or two we'll see if that happens i mean that also has the chance to you know kind of tank his trade value if he were to get hurt and something like that but taylor did not have the best season last year he was dealing with the ankle injury obviously the year before that he was incredible. So he, I think, is probably more likely to make an impact at some point this season than the Cam Akers. Miles Simmons of Pro Football Talk joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. I'm Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas alongside uh, with me. Now, just because I know this question is coming in the past here from some of our listeners and, you know, injuries happen. Some people are in these deep leagues and they're always looking for that person who potentially could help them win a game or two. Free agent running backs, Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt. Uh, do you see them signing any time in the near future? 
Not really, which I think is kind of weird. And even if they do, it seems like at this point they would probably join somebody's practice squad and then potentially be in the mix to get in there, you know, with one of those elevations. Um, It's interesting that both of those guys who can play, you know, have not been picked up somewhere. You know, I, I don't know if I would have said that both of them would not have a team by the time we got to week two and now we're heading into week three, right? I, I just would not have thought that. But given the way things are at the running back position right now where young players can come in and they can make an impact and you don't have to necessarily think about, oh, gosh, what are their snap counts? What are, what are you doing where you feed them the ball, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, it's – it's just one of those positions that does not lend itself very well to having veterans who have been there for years and years, unless they are the elite of the elite. Right? So you have a Zeke Elliott who was a free agent and now he's with the Patriots and he's kind of making an impact, but it's not like he's, he's showing that elite burst that he would have had, you know, those first couple of years in the league when he was with Dallas and he led the league in rushing a couple of times. So, I, if you were thinking that one of those guys is going to go in and, you know, kind of be a real impact player, I, I would not see that happening. Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas here on Sports 1440. Miles Simmons of Pro Football Talk is our guest today. Miles, with the news about David Montgomery's injury, probably going to keep him out of the lineup at least a couple weeks. Do you see them going, uh, giving the ball exclusively into Jameer Gibbs' hands now, or is it still going to be a pretty balanced attack now just with Craig Reynolds uh, filling the kind of secondary role in behind Gibbs? You know, even before the Montgomery injury, they've been talking about uh, getting Gibbs more and more involved. So I think that he really will take over that primary back role. And if things go well, I don't see him giving that thing back. You know, they drafted him in the first round for a reason. He's shown some of that kind of elite burst that you're looking for out of a running back in his first couple of games. And I think... If you are Detroit's offense and you say, okay, well, we've got this weapon that we know can be really good, then you want to keep feeding that guy. I mean, if you think about Jared Goff's first couple years in the league and the success he had with the Los Angeles Rams, a lot of that was predicated on what Todd Gurley was doing out of the backfield. So it's obviously a very different team and it's a very different offensive system, but the principle still remains, I think. If you have somebody in the backfield like a Jameer Gibbs who can do the things that he can do, that's going to make things more comfortable for the quarterback. And I think because of that, you might see Jameer Gibbs getting a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more involved as things continue. Miles Simmons of Pro Football Talk joins us uh... Miles, uh, hopefully you can try and answer this for not only us, uh, myself and Connor, but as somebody that texted in asking about the situation with Russ Wilson, what exactly is going on in Denver now? Sean Payton was supposed to come in and solve all their problems after the disaster of last season, but they're still not looking like a team that really inspires a ton of confidence, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball, despite weapons like Wilson, uh, Jerry, Judy, Cortland, Sutton, and co. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Russell Wilson is, He's been declining since he was in Seattle. I mean, if you look at the second half of the 2020 season, after everybody was talking about let Russ cook, let Russ cook, well, he started burning the meals, right? And then in 2021, yeah, he got hurt. But even before then, there were some things where there were some signs that he was not playing at that level where you would put him in the conversation for, let's say, I don't know, top seven to top five quarterback. 
right? So last year was not entirely a surprise to me. Now, it was worse than it ever should have been because Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson were a match made in the underworld, okay? So they never should have been paired together. Their offensive system, that offensive system did not work for Russell Wilson. But now I think you, you saw some better things from Russell Wilson with Sean Payton, where he is a competent quarterback now. You, you can at least say that, yeah, you, you can understand how you would win games with that guy as your QB, but Sean Payton can't solve everything in two to three weeks, right? So he's still getting to know what Russell Wilson does well on a play-to-play basis, on a down-to-down basis when they are in-game in the stadium, right, and the lights are on and everything. So – these next couple weeks are still probably going to be a feeling out process. Now, that's what I always think of when you have a new coach or a coach with a new quarterback or what have you. And that first quarter of the season, the first four games, you really have to feel things out so that you understand exactly what the guy is capable of, exactly what he does best, exactly how you can communicate with him on a play-to-play basis in the game. So once that gets solved, we may see Russell Wilson start to trend upwards toward the end of the year, you know, toward the middle until the end of the year. But I I just don't think that we're ever going to start thinking about Russell Wilson ever again as this guy who is so tremendous and he's top five and he's this and he's that. Can he be competent? Yes. Can he be above average? Yes. But I don't think we're going to see Russell Wilson play at that level where you're questioning why he's never gotten a vote for MVP. Miles, one last question here comes in via our text line uh, about Devontae Adams. Uh, He's suffered what may have been a concussion against uh, a lot of the Bills yesterday. And the question is, if he is out next week, where do you lean? Is it Mike Williams with the Chargers, Jordan Addison with the Vikings, or Chris Godwin with the Buccaneers? Now, as a Chargers fan, I say take Jordan Addison. He probably goes for a buck 20. But what do you think? I would probably say Jordan Addison, too, just because I have a lot of questions about the Chargers' secondary. And the Chargers are going to be motivated going into that game but because of the way that they've lost. And so are the Vikings, right? I mean, you've got two 0-2 teams, two teams that should have pretty explosive offenses. I have a little bit more confidence in Brian Flores to come up with a good defensive plan based on the fact that they've had a couple more days to study right, than I would Brandon Staley coming up with a good plan to solve uh, the Vikings offense. Now, what's interesting, I don't know, is that Brandon Staley and Kevin O'Connell, the head coach of the Vikings, were on the same staff with the Los Angeles Rams in 2020. So they know each other pretty well, right? They were the offensive coordinator and, de- coordinator and defensive coordinator there. And now both of them have head coaching jobs. So whenever you're going up against Justin Jefferson, you kind of know that you're going to need to score points to win. Um, I anticipate that it could be one of those games where the last team that has the ball will end up winning. But also, Brian Flores better defensive coordinator than Brandon Staley, better defensive play caller, I think, at least at this point. So that's why I would go with Jordan Addison, because at some point you're going to try to take away Justin Jefferson, but Addison has shown, at least in these first couple games, that he can make plays. So that's where I would go. Miles, thanks a lot for doing this today. We really appreciate you hopping on. No problem, guys. Take care. There you go. That is Miles Simmons of Pro Football Talk. Give him a follow on Twitter or X. Miles A. Simmons, uh, Cat Dad, says the application, formerly known as Twitter, that works. And Invitation Tom says, yeah, don't hit that X too many times in the address bar. You never know what might pop up, right? So, yeah, I I was caught off guard at first when the icon on my phone changed. Like, what the heck is this? Oh, that's Twitter. Um, 
you know what miles there was to talk about the chargers will try to limit justin jefferson i mean they tried to limit tyreek hill too the chargers won't limit anyone their defense is terrible firebrand and staley let's move on <laughs> uh, we'll take a break when we come back hopefully i'll be a little less fired up we'll continue taking your text we've got a couple in here i definitely want to get to one uh, 833 is how you do that. If you want to send us an email the old-fashioned way, Connor at sports1440.ca. Also, Brandon at sports1440.ca. We can get back to you in that fashion. Uh, Mike has a question about the survivor pool. Yeah, we'll touch on that when we get back as well. It is Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, 1139. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Fantasy Frenzy, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. I might check them out this afternoon, maybe take a walk. Then when I'm in Spruce Grove tonight for the Canadian Brew House, maybe I'll swing by Wilhawk. And then maybe on the way home, I'll just go out to Leduc. Why not? I'm on the south side. I can just make a quick dip in there as long as they're open. Uh, Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. As I kind of touched on there, I'll be at the Canadian Brew House tonight. For Monday Night Football, we got a doubleheader. We got the Saints. We got the Panthers. We've also got the Browns and Steelers. A chance for you to win a trip to the Super Bowl. You could take a friend. You could take me. You could take Brandon or someone closer in your life. You got to be there to win, though. So hopefully you'll come down. Uh, I think they got some specials on the ribs and pints down at the Canadian Brew House in Spruce Grove. Hopefully we will see you there. Mike from Vagerville says, how many people left in the survivor pool? Is there a way to look? You know what? I don't think they actually give you the official numbers until the week totally wraps up. But I was trying to count in about 30 seconds as we returned from the commercial break. And I'm not that fast of a counter, but we, I was up to 60. So scrolling through, there's at least 100 of you left. Uh, about 20 people didn't even make selections this week. And a lot of you got very lucky with your New York Giants selection because that was a close one. They almost dropped it to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I am out. Brandon now out. He went with his heart. He took the Houston Texans this week. Did not go his way. But, you know, if you're in it, don't forget to make your pick. Uh, there's still, I think, 10 people that picked Browns and Steelers Saints. I don't think anyone took the Panthers. So we'll get those numbers to you. And uh, we do appreciate all those who got in there. St. Albert Kevin says, I'd like to see an NHL survivor and uh, NBA survivor. We could probably look into that. I think when you do those types of pools, it's like a, we- a week, right? Like you have to pick them to win one game. You can't go every night. That would be ridiculous. I can't ask that of people. I've never heard of such a thing, this uh, an NHL or NBA survivor, but yeah, every night, like, a, it would be over in a week, yeah. I would think, right? <laughs> uh, there's, but I'm sure there is some sort of format where you can work it out. But, uh, I mean, hey, like we've said time and time again, we will look into any version of fantasy or or whatever the case that you, the listeners, want us to, to look into, whether it be some F1 stuff, some golf daily. Um, we're going to get some sort of hockey pooler league going here as mm-hmm. uh, we near the NHL season. And, uh, and yeah, for the time being, it's, it's very football heavy because that's kind of what's, uh, what's hot in the streets right now. Yeah. I mean, hey, we're, we're going to have an NHL guest maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Like, we're, we're working on that. that. That will be a thing. But just right now with everything that's going on in the NFL, especially on a Monday, you know, we, we just got to get to the NFL stuff. Uh, Moonwatcher asks us, I'm down 14 points with Olave left, and my opponent has the Saints defense. What are my chances so basically, what you want, Moonwatcher, is a high-scoring football game. 
That's what I want as well. Olave needs to find the end zone at least once, I think. I don't know. Maybe if it's PPR, maybe just has to have a big game. I would say your chance is probably not great, but you still have a hope. There's a there's a chance Olave goes off. He's a heck of a player. What do you think, Brandon? I, I think he's got a great chance, actually. Or he or she, pardon me, Moonwatcher and... Uh an ambiguous name we don't know and kind of mysterious in its nature as well but like 14 points if you earn a PPR that's seven catches for 70 yards or yeah. you know five catches for for uh, for 90 yards or something you mix in a touchdown in there you need even less uh, on catches or targets and, and and defenses we've seen a couple huge defensive outputs in terms of fantasy points during the first couple of weeks um, going back to the Cowboys in week one uh, the Jets as well on the Monday nighter last week I don't know if there was any big ones this weekend per se a lot of high scoring games by the time everything was over um, maybe the Cowboys defense again uh, the way they limited the Jets but uh, yeah I, I think the 14 point differential if you can keep the Saints defense down to a couple points and Olave pops off for 15 or 16 you, you got a fighting chance you're not out of it by any stretch I have Jamal Williams. I need six points tonight from him. So if Olave can maybe get down to the one and just let Jamal punch it in, uh, I think we'd both be happy. Moonwatcher, I'm hoping it, like, let's say like a 99-yard reception, right down to the one. Jamal Williams gets in there, punches it in. I think we'd both be happy with that one. Um, that's in one of my leagues. The other league, let's not even talk about. How, how'd you do this weekend, Brandon? How are things looking? So I got a few things still on the line. Uh, tonight in my Superflex league, I have... Uh, well, I'm going to need, I haven't checked. Is Amari Cooper officially ruled out for tonight? Or is he st- he's still questionable according to my uh, my app? But either way, Cooper, Njoku, and Chubb. Weird, I have all three of them on one team. But uh, those three versus Deshaun Watson, and I'm up by a couple points uh, in that league already. So barring a miracle, I would say I'm comfortable there. And then in the other one, I'm not sure if my opponent has anybody left, but I also have Cooper and or Cedric Tillman, depending how I chose to deploy those, uh, and David Njoku in that league as well. So I think I'm looking at uh, undefeated weekend. Fingers crossed. Never want to count my chickens before they hatch, but... Here, look, hey, that's good. That's the best. When you get that rare, like, undefeated weekend fantasy, and then your team wins, man, you're strutting into the office on Monday feeling good. I'm on the verge of going 0-3. So that's that's not great for the old ego, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Justin of... Bull- Balgoni? Is that a place? You'd know better than me, Connor. <laughs> Is that a neighborhood in Edmonton? Balgoni? I'm going to look that up as we talk about this. We do a survivor pool. Saturday games only. Or, yeah, Saturday games only. I kind of like that concept. Someone else uh, chiming in with it as well. 403 from Pinoca. Thank you for listening in. Guy, formerly known as Slim or Guy. Survivor NHL pick winner every Sunday. So there you go. That is, uh, that's kind of cool. I like that idea. Maybe that's one we're going to have to look at. Because we were talking about doing a pool. We could potentially do both. I mean, there's no there's no reason to say we can't do both. But, uh, yeah, I kind of like that. Maybe NBA as well. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I, we'll have to get our rears in gear and get some, some prizing for the winner. But that would be a good idea. Uh, Balgoni is a town in Saskatchewan never heard of it anywhere near maidstone are you a low tides neighbor or what <laughs> looks like it's in the uh south central east region it's kind of out by like yorkton ish uh i couldn't tell you no it's in the 306 i don't know repping the 306 it's in the white butte region 
and pilot two hours mute. from Maidstone. Justin says so. Oh, okay, that's pretty right. close. Nice. Well, thanks for listening. That's cool. Uh, we've got Saint Albert Kevin. What I like about this text line is that we can get images. He sent us some screenshots. I don't know which team is his, but it looks like he's got a good weekend going here. Envious. Envious. You made some good selections. Uh, there was someone here that had to let us know. They did not listen to our advice. JP on the island and scooped up Puka. So good for you. Don't always listen to us. Take everything we say with a grain of salt. I thought I said to go for it. Well. I'm going to check the tapes. You got to say it louder. Checking the tape. I was so adamant that he just trust or heard my opinion. and was like, nope, not going with Connor. Certainly going to go with uh, Brandon. And that that's probably the way this is going to go on this show. Trust Brandon. Don't trust me. I was wrong this weekend, and I'm I'm a loser because of it. Uh, we should quickly say here, still to come on the station today, uh, we are going to have the Jason Greger Show at 2 o'clock. We'll have Robin Brownlee of Oilers Nation, Cam Tate for the two-minute warning. Uh, Terry Ryan will join us as the co-host from 3 till 5. We'll talk a little Vancouver Canucks with Jeff Patterson. Also, Andy Petrillo, the professional women's hockey they're having their draft today, Brandon. I think the picks have come in. They're starting to roll in. And uh, a local boy, local boy does good in the track and field world. We'll talk to Andy about that. We'll have Trey Ford of the Edmonton Elks coming by at 420. Mark Spector at 5 o'clock and uh, more on the Jason Greger Show. We got the lowdown with Low Tide at noon. Not exactly sure who they have yet. Maybe they'll stroll in here. We can get you a little update on that one. But uh, we've got you covered. Lots of sports here on Sports 1440 as the day rolls on. Text line 1-833-401-1440. Now, we got a St. Albert Kevin. He's the Wranglers he wants us to see here. I don't know, Brandon, if you were able to navigate a little quicker than I am on my little laptop here. Looking to add potentially running back or trade a tight end for a running back, and which running back? Well, it looks like the tight ends he has are Gerald Everett uh, and the Lions' Laporta. Okay. And there's one more picture here that I haven't even clicked on yet. Looks like that's uh, that's it. And it looks like Saquon Barkley is in his uh, in the running back slot, so maybe that's what he's kind of alluding to here, looking to get a replacement for um, for Barkley. Which running back? Well, I guess that depends who's uh, in your league is willing to trade. Yeah. I'm not sure there's any great options on the waiver wire right now, even if you dip into um, whoever's behind Barkley in the pecking order, which off the top of my head, I don't even know at this point in, in New York. But uh, you already have Nick Chubb, so you have a really solid backfield at the moment. Uh, I think you could probably get away with just like a ho-hum running back. You have Dante Foreman on the bench. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Gus Edwards as well. I think you're looking all right here, uh, St. Albert Kevin. Matt Breda is currently number two on the Giants' depth chart. Uh, he's been around for a little while and, it, you know, has had some quality quality fantasy games in his career. I guess, you know, who who would you get for Gerald Everett? You know, I mean, and he had an okay game. I mean, Justin Herbert trusts him clearly. Spreads it around, Samuel uh, Laporta. I, an up-and-comer, but I don't know if there's going to be too big of a return. Maybe look at Matt Breda. Might be worth, uh, worth a shot because the Giants, they're very dependent on running the ball, whether it be in Barkley's hands or Daniel Jones, so I don't see uh, Coach Dable skewing from that too much um, moving forward, and it might just be a plug-and-play plug type situation with Breda. So, yeah, 
I would check out Braid on the waiver wire. Moonwatcher chiming in saying 124 remaining entries. I thought it was close, 100-something, you know. We'll see what happens tonight with the Brown Steelers. A few teams going that way. Oh, Lance sending us a picture. Oh, it's about the Raiders. That's a King of the Hill reference. If it's King of the Hill, I, I love it. Bobby Hill at a Texas Longhorns game when they lose to Nebraska. And he says, is it okay that I feel like I don't want to live anymore? And Hank says, yes, Bobby, that's normal. Hey, I mean, what did you expect yesterday for the Raiders? I saw people getting a little cocky. It was 7 nothing for the Raiders. And I just thought, hey, this it's too early to get too too confident about that one. But, yeah, anytime you send in some uh, King of the Hill memes, good chance it's going to be read. Uh, 1-833-401-1440. Uh, tomorrow on the program, it's going to be the waiver wire, right? So we, we want to try to give some advice. Uh, we're going to bring in Gavin from Oilers Nation. He's going to come by in studio and uh, share some of his thoughts. We'll get Declan in for the roundtable. We've got three mics, three chairs. Uh well, I guess we have four in total. So obviously Brandon's going to be a big part of that as well. Uh, but we'll, we want to see what people think about the waiver wire pickups. I told Gavin to, to give me a short list of people he's looking at. So yeah, we'll get into that tomorrow on the program. Uh, Declan just came in here. Is he out now? Who do you guys have on the show today, Declan? Uh, Scott Petrak. Scott Petrak talking Browns. Bob McKellie talking Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets. And Jason Greger breaking down his show. Plus Low Tide and uh, Declan. What do you think about uh, Babcock and Columbus? I'm sure you guys touched on it a little bit. We did. We had uh, Brian Hedger from the Columbus Dispatch on this morning with Kevin Carius. And uh, it's uh, a lot of the concern now, like it's like it's over. It's past. Now a lot of the focus has shifted to Yarmo Kekalainen and uh, John Davidson in the hockey ops realm department in terms of like, how did you guys think it was a good idea to bring him in in the first place? Like it, the the expression is a leopard doesn't change its spots. And I'm all for second chances on guys. But when you haven't really done anything to show that you're worthy of a second chance, uh, and I said, I haven't spoke to anybody specific, but when Babcock was at the U of S, not last year, but the year prior, I believe, or maybe even last season, it sounds like he was still kind of the same old Babcock. But the fact he's coaching exclusively younger players but CIS or U Sports uh, nowadays are, are, are they're not that young. Yeah. Um, but they are younger, and people in position of powers can take advantage of that sometimes. And I think now Babcock kind of just worked his way back in, as we see so often in the NHL, just recycle the same head coaches. And uh, I think this might be uh, curtains for him now after this, though. Yeah. I mean, how quickly it was just like you couldn't you couldn't help yourself, man. And it's okay to have a conversation with the player like, oh, I'd love to see your family, you know, get to know them. But a 19 year old kid and now that there's the reports that he was going through their phones for like seven minutes, it's just it's out of touch. It's weird. And you got kids that are probably feeling like I have to say yes, because this guy controls a lot of my hockey future. Not necessarily a good look. Uh, one quick one here. What's going on with Travis Etienne? Uh, well, he got one touchdown. I don't know. He He's a questionable start. That Jay got, offense has a lot of weapons, so they're going to spread the ball around. I think you got to be cautious with him, but he's going to have a breakout game sooner or later. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Big thank you to Miles Simmons, a pro football talk, for hopping on the program today. Big thank you to all of you for all the questions coming in into the text line. We'll do it again tomorrow. 
at 11 o'clock. As always, the show brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Also, big thank you to the Canadian Brew House. Come join me tonight out in Spruce Grove. We've got two games going on. You'll have a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Brandon, thank you for all your work today. We're going to come to you for a sports update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.